Hello and welcome, your lovely faces. I've moved the cameras. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Anthony the Mackham. We're on to the Friday Night Football, also known as the Mackham Football Show on all streaming services. Thank you for tuning in. Today, um, I've got who's talking and when, so you'll see. Uh, this one is me, that's Anthony Mackham. This one is Professor Dove. This one is DJ Earth. And this one is Yorkshire Mackham, a.k.a. Jacob. So... Uh, I'm just going to go off mute and say hello to the lads, and we'll go from there. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Friday my sexy Mackums. Happy Friday, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a that was the strangest one. Oh, I like the new loadout. Ooh, thank you very well, much. Load out. What the fuck? Layout. 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 Lay lay thank you. Layout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um. So whilst we are having this lovely chat, there is one championship game underway, and that's the Reading Cardiff game, which doesn't have a major impact on us at all. Oh, we're also joined by Paul from RWA. Hello, Paul. Hello. 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 So, Acacia's here. How are you doing, Paul? Sorry about that joke on the chat the other day. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> you actually made me laugh, actually. <laughs> uh, do tell. What was the, what was the joke? Was it, was it, was it repeatable? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's definitely a northern. So, <laughs> since our last chat, there's been two Sunderland games, haven't there? The Reading 1-0 yep. win at the Stadium Light, and the 3-0 away win to <laughs> QPR, which is amazing. Acacia, welcome along. Uh, Exile Mac, and welcome along as well. Who's going to the game tomorrow? I'm doing good. Thank you. Hope you are too. So, should we talk about the first game? The Reading game. The 1-0 game. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go along. Uh, back to front. So, Jacob, what's your thoughts on the Reading match? Um, it was a, a frustrating start for Sunderland. Mm -hmm. Reading, it felt like it. It was cup final day for them. For a lot of teams in Championship, it is when they come to the stadium alike. And but I think they were a better team. But then as as the game went on towards second half, I think we were better team. And I think Patrick Roberts really saved the day for us. And you know, mm -hmm. I want. I mean, a point. No, I want to been. It would have been a bit frustrating to be honest, but it was a bit of a relief when they when we scored. It was such a relief because mm -hmm. it felt frustrating and boring, and you know a lot of teams like to do that with Sunderland. They like to come up and frustrate us, and you know it's That's, shouldn't be letting that. Yeah, that definitely seemed like their game plan. Rosie's popped in the chat. Welcome along, Rosie too. Um, hey, how are you doing, uh, Paul? What were your thoughts on the Reading game then? Is he there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I am. <laughs> um, to be honest, I was actually happy with the performance, but for me, I've got to give credit to Jeff Brown uh, okay. for his interview he done with uh, Paul Ince after the game. Okay. What? Uh, I didn't see that. So for those of the us that are unaware, um, yeah, explain. Go for it. <laughs> um, basic Jeff Brown actually told Paul Ince that uh, why were you time wasting all game? Yep. Okay. So uh, he basically called it. He called it out. Yeah, he did. 
uh, Jeff Brown did. Fair play to the man. Is that the reporter, Jeff Brown? Yeah, for BBC Look North. I know, I know Jeff Brown very, very well. When I was um, little, when I was about, like, say, 10, 11 year old, um, Jeff Brown played football on a Sunday league um, for a team called Seaburn Athletic, and I was Seaburn Athletic's mascot. And um, he used to take us all over in his car to see the away games and everything. And uh, I only found out really three or four years ago that this, it's the same Jeff Brown that was on Look North, and I was speaking to him a while back. It's, <laughs> It's crazy that like absolutely crazy. It's a small world. So, um, are you are you saying, Paul, that the Reading game was an absolute waste of time from a Reading perspective, or something uh, else? Actually, I thought we were better than them. To be honest, Dance. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, BJ, you're up next. What are your thoughts Hello. on the Reading match? Um, the one nil. I, mean, I don't know if you recall it. It's over. It's nearly a week ago now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I I just think it was a, it was a it was a good gritty performance by Sunland. I mean, Redden came to the stadium like didn't they to uh, to just be a, play a time wasting ball and football. It was awful to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the old Sunland would have probably not been able to break them down, but. We've just ground them down, especially the last 20 minutes we started to really get all of the game and our quick passing, which yeah. we're known to do down the wings and stuff. Um, they couldn't cope with us and we felt a goal was coming for Sunland, to be honest with you. Um, and it was just deserve what Sunland, well, Sunland deserved it, really. And, uh, yeah. you know, to come to the stadium and like to play negative football, you're going to get punished with this um, well, up-to-date you... Sunland side. I was going to say... Days of old, that would have worked against us, but I, I think we're a completely different team now. So yeah, I, I do understand the tactic um, from from Reading in that match, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work against our our current squad because they they don't seem to drop their heads that often. Um, Dov, what were your thoughts on the match? You tuned in live, didn't uh, you? I can remember. I can remember a little bit. You fell asleep <laughs> halfway through. Was this? Was it? Yeah, this is the game I dropped out because I was fucking naked, right? Yeah, I think I only saw the first half, which was a bit dull. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't remember really say much because I didn't, I didn't watch half the bloody game. But um, from the half I saw, it was a bit, it was a bit like ping pong. It was a bit back and forward. Yeah, that's, that's all I can really say. Really, cool. I'll, I'll win now. <laughs> um, for me, I think the game was the game plan from Reading, like uh, you called out was to waste time and frustrate us and days of old that might have worked with um basically can't catching us on the counter attack or morning morning <laughs> uh yeah catching us on the counter attack or something like that that might have worked but with our current squad especially the amount of like constant running that we do and chasing them down wasn't going to work um clark roberts ahmad um, who else was doing it? Luke O'Neill when he came on. Um, yeah, it was it was absolutely, um, it was all positive football from a Sunderland perspective. And first half, I kind of felt that they were getting their way, especially with some of the refereeing decisions. Like basically, rather than cards being thrown out, or um, it was always just warnings from the ref. And I thought that. It was a set of essentially like at half time. I was very, very bored. The game pretty much went nowhere. We attacked like three 
sort on pre-sale locations in that first half, and I thought it's probably going to end like this. But uh, like I said in my show, it only takes one moment of brilliance, and Clark was the provider for that one. Um, driving it was it Clark or Roberts. Who scored? Who scored for us? Again? It was Roberts, wasn't it? Sorry, Roberts was the one who was Roberts, driving. Yeah, he, Roberts, he, he, he cut in and. Uh... He kind of lost possession on the right-hand side of the 18-yard box. And he had a bit of fortune because the uh, one of their defenders, I think he stood on the ball and bobbled free. And um, Roberts just uh, pounced like a trapdoor spider and bang, just smacked it in the back of the net. Yeah. And what was that, like the 85th minute, something like that? Really late in the day. So absolute jubilation from a Sunderland perspective. Three points oh, yeah. on the board. We climb up into seventh at that point. And, yeah, uh, it's it's all looking... Rosy, sorry to use your name, but it was all looking rosy at that point. Um, and yeah, that that game for me, what is a good sign and an indicator of last season or even towards the start of this season, those are the kind of games that would have ended nil-nil. They would have frustrated us and, and it would have been a point piece. Um, Blackpool comes to mind for this season. Um, Shrewsbury last season. Like those kind of games we would have faltered. But this time round, I, I don't know. Like, I think there's just that little bit of extra quality and belief in our squad. Is that something you guys are happy with? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually happy with it. Good. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, him again. <laughs> Who's that? What? <laughs> the referee we have tomorrow is the one oh. who sent off Elliot Ambleton when he uh, got stretched off against Hull City. Ah, but we are playing um, Bristol City Bristol. tomorrow. Yeah, so last time round, it was the second game of the season, wasn't it? And they'd, they'd played two games on the bounce and lost both of them 3-2 after being ahead. So if it's the same Bristol yeah, City side... Is. I was I was down there and um, I was speaking to a couple of their um, fans actually after the game. Mm-hmm. And actually that game, they were actually calling for Nigel Pearson to go. Well, losing two games after being ahead, I can understand it. But the 16th now, Nigel Pearson hasn't really rocked up the league all that much with them. But if it's the same kind of outfit and mentality, I don't. I really don't. I'm not going to be massively worried against them. I still think I think they will probably score. But um, yeah, I think we're definitely definitely better than Bristol City at the minute. Um, but yes, that's that's the Reading game. On to the QPR game, which I think everybody enjoyed, especially after the half half time whistle. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So the, the vid card, if you're watching it on the YouTube, is underneath. So all of the action points are, are directly underneath. So um, we were one nil up at half time, and on the live stream, I think DJ, you asked the question, "Are you happy with our performance?" And at that point, I said no. And I want to stick to that. At half time for Sunderland, I thought we were subpar and hadn't really stepped into gear. The fact that we took the lead just shows you how poor QPR were on that night. Um, I'll, I, I can I'll switch up my um approach towards the second half, but I'll let you guys chip in. Uh, we'll do it the other way around now. So, Dov, you managed to watch all of this match, didn't you? I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I've really, really, I was actually really impressed. Um, I think it was a really good game from your side. Um, first half was a bit, <laughs> a bit shaky. 
Um, but you seem to always be a bit shaky to put that up. Um, yeah, brilliant couple of goals from Clark. Absolutely, that third goal was fucking gorgeous. Um, really good ball. You had quite a lot of chances second half. Really nice players from going in from the wing, passing into the box. Premier League stuff. I like to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't really say much else. Just second half, you seem to just switch on and yeah, do, you got you got got your goals for it. Do, do we deserve to be in the playoffs the way we're playing at the moment? Or uh, I will say from the last, I'd say probably month and a half, I have noticed a, a, a pretty good increase in your, your, your players. I think they are. The mentality. It's almost like they've been, yeah. It's almost like they've been told like you make it into the playoffs, and then they've kind of gone into the games like, oh, okay, like, well, we can do this, and then you can kind of see it in the performances. Um, yeah. I wonder if there's some financial incentive behind that because that would be my main driver to perform that a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> maybe, maybe there is. Maybe there is. Uh, DJ, mate, what were your thoughts on the QPR three 0 win? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought like this, like you say, it was it was kind of scrappy. It was like once again we were playing with a handbrake on, and we were like we were a bit sluggish. Um. But you know, you you're not gonna be world beaters every single game. You're gonna yeah. get games like that. Um. But you know, I thought tactically, Sunderland just grew stronger and stronger as the game went yeah. on. Obviously, we got that. Uh, Scrappy goal by um O nine. Yeah. Which put us on the on the front foot. Um QPR started to get into the game a little bit more. Um You're forgetting about the penalty, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um and then when they got that when when they got that penalty, of course, then we all thought, well, it could be one one, could be game changer here. That when Patterson um saved it with his toenail, that's when the, the the game changed. The QPR the heads went down. Um, Sun and dropped the gear, and they just uh, ripped them a new pap pipe. To be honest with you, that we were just, we were just class. A pap pipe. Pap pipe. I. We just, we just out, out classed them, out passed them, out thought them, out moved them. Um, they couldn't cope with our one two passes, little flicks, little back heels. Um, we just split them apart. It was. Uh, I mean, Gary Bennett said, you know, like the world's apart. The, these two teams, it's just uh, the no match for us, which was really nice to hear. And um, it was, I thought by the end of the game, I thought it was a really good professional performance from the lads. I thought it was a, it was a really good showing from them. Was it you who said we were humbling them by only beating them three 0 I can't remember. I'm pretty sure somebody said like we humbled them, like we we let them off with not more, not scoring more goals. Do you think QPR season's pretty much written off and over now? Are they fighting for survival? Because looking at their current form, they've only got two points out of the last five games. That's that's relegation. Um. Yeah, I mean it's mad how they've they've dropped on form. I mean their last win. Um, if if anybody can have a look back and find out when was QPR's last win they've won 10 this they've won 10 they have won 10 games who who were they playing against uh, who, who, what was the result <laughs> better not be fucking Preston <laughs> oh, no, it is it was Preston in December last year <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't under the current manager though. Uh, oh my god 
Oh, yeah. oh god. But it's it's it it is true. I'm not I'm not taking the Mickey. That was their last their last win against yeah. Managerless Preston. And if you look up up um all the results, it's just yellow and reds right across the board. They've really, really dipped. And if you scroll further down, um you know, in the twenty twenty two last year, there's a lot more greens indicating wins. So that that to me, as we all know, that was when the manager decided to go to Rangers and that's when they've just totally collapsed, I think. It's it's definitely not working their manager. Well, Colo Toro is available for them. <laughs> um, Steve Bruce, there was on Talk Sport today. Oh, was, uh, no. QPR. I mean, they've got to be desperate. Right. Paul, what was your thoughts on the match, mate? You you said you went? Or was that a Acacia, Acacia what I said you went? No, that was a Acacia. Yeah. I, I didn't go. <laughs> last time last time I went to QPR actually was actually uh in, in the cup. In the cup, okay. Did we yeah, win? But, um, <laughs> did we win? Yeah we did actually. We won on penalties. Oh uh, that was twenty seventeen, eighteen? It was pretty No twenty one slash twenty twenty two. Oh last season. Carol, under Lee John, yeah the Lee yeah, John Lee Lee Purse was in goal for us. I can't remember that match. <laughs> I can't because I've been one. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. But um, Tuesday's game, uh, that referee, I wasn't actually happy with. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, that, that, that first time, actually, we've actually won under that referee, you know. Yeah, um, and I can understand that perspective because, uh, like I said, the first half, I, I, I thought there was a lot of fouls that were getting, like, oh, I'll just note it down and, and tell you to calm down rather than um, issue yellow cards where they, were, um, where they were warranted. But I think, like like DJ said, the penalty given to QPR and they fluff it up. After that point, I think he was really free with his yellow cards. He's like, I've given a penalty, now I've got to be consistent with that. Um hey, what law? Because I was um because I actually watched the game uh I was in Quick Sports Ball in the town centre. Mm-hmm. Um I was actually shouting my head off actually when um they tackled I think it was Roberts. Yeah well on the floor. For the was that the final this the second goal or the third goal? I think it was the second goal, I think. Well, he played advantage and we ended up scoring. Yeah, I actually saw one of their players should have been sent off. Oh, yeah, yeah, He didn't get carded for it, which is mind-boggling. But is there any is there any Sunderland player that you think had a poor match in that, in that game? Uh, um, no, 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 not for me. <laughs> I, I think that team was... Yeah, I think they all paid for the shirt. I'll like I said, I'll, I'll chip in at the uh, at the end. But Jacob, what were your thoughts on the match? Start off, we we seemed a little cagey, but as, as time went on towards end at first half, we um, of course Luke nine got a little <laughs> scrappy close, and then I think yeah, so second half. Seemed all right, but then we seemed to sit back a bit, and then after QPR's penalty, we seemed to have woke up and thought, right, let's not let them get to us. We need to start getting to them to finish the game off, and 
We did, and uh, Will Will Ferrell was drowning, <laughs> uh, drinking his own tears. The tears of sorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a what a what, that was just that was just comedy gold. Um, he's probably done that hundreds of times for every single sporting event he's done, but it's the first time I've come across it. And yeah, <laughs> how can you be so <laughs> wrong? So funny at the same time. He, he does quite. I think he's quite into football, and he's he has gone to quite a lot of games. Okay, he's been to QPR games. So has he really been to proper games? I don't know. I think he's been to <laughs> Chelsea games because I've been told he's a Chelsea fan. Apparently, oh, he's in. He's a London. Yeah, okay. He does. He doesn't venture outside of London football teams. That that makes sense. I I understand that. He um, just came to see Sunderland. He just he just found his new team. He should be supporting. Um, yeah, in interesting times. So uh, for me, that second half was a breath of fresh air. We came out of the gates firing. The there was a couple of things that pissed me off. Um, the referee and his reluctance to penalise um, QPR and some Sunderland players. To be honest, we did deserve a couple of yellow cards here and there. And like I said, I think pretty much at that chair penalty incident, he, um, yeah, I think he's just, his head just switched and he just, yeah, went with it. Uh, I think at the end of the game, QPR had like four, three or four yellow cards and we had just the one. And I think, wasn't it Clark who got the yellow card? For us. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we didn't really do anything that was that malice. They were just, I think they were pl- trying to apply the same tactics that Reading have, slow them down, don't let them break through and um, get them on the counter. But they're the home team. They should be doing the opposite. They should be attacking all the time and we should be defending resolutely. Um, but that shows you how poorly QPR have been performing over the last couple of months. And... Yeah, Sunland are on the up and up. You know, well, I'm surprised with that because um, I actually liked um, now Critchley's uh, teams. You know, especially like yeah, when he was at um, Blackpool, um, I thought he did all right with them. But I'm surprised <laughs> with with his with, uh, with the way he's doing it with QPR. Like he's not doing a good job though, is he? No, he's not. No. Um, Justin Epley says he's part owner of LAFC. I think that's regarding Will Ferrell and yeah. Don can uh, Don Colino has said he doesn't follow an English football club, just the club he owns, Elia. Uh, maybe he's yeah, just, maybe he's using it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're out of season, aren't they? They they start up next week because America does a weird season where they don't play in the winter because half the teams are covered in snow. How long? How long? First season and MLS. How long does it run for? Uh, it's it's normally Feb to September, isn't it? So, um, basically, any any time where there's a lot of tornadoes or a lot of snow, they don't do it, um, because they've got teams that are near Canada, and then they've got the teams in the in the hot belt in the middle of the country. So, geographically, the MLS is a nightmare. We, I think, should pause our games for a little bit during the icy spells, um, at the start of January, but. Get match postponed, frozen, frozen pitch, and then you've got to make it up in May. Bizarre. 
Oh, yeah, he was wearing the LAFC um, hat, wasn't he? So probably he's promoting it. Well, he did promote it, but uh, he sounded like a dick to it. <laughs> no, I think he was showing KL- KLD it because he was, he was sat near um, uh, KLD, actually, on Tuesday. Well, that's that's the rich boy area, isn't it? It's the commercial media burn, what do you call it? The safe area. We got, he's, we, a good actor. he's a good actor overall, though, isn't he, Will Ferrell? He's a good actor. Yeah, he's a good he's actor, mate. He's funny. Um, yeah, but I like how one of the most interesting points from a QPR's perspective was a fan, essentially, in the stadium, rather than anything that their players did. That, to me, is a sign that your team is struggling even more so than, I don't know, losing 3 now. It's... It's just a, it was just a weird game, but also really, really fun. Um, the scrambly goal for Lugo Nine, loved that. First half, kind of, kind of weak from a summer perspective. Do you think any of the subs? Um, so here's the subs coming up here now: Bar for Diallo, um, Pritchard on for Dan Neal, and then Equa for Gelhart. Do you think? Oh, and Serkin for Elise. Do you think those four subs helped with us scoring the two extra goals? Because it was Diallo and Clark that combined to make the second and the third? I would say definitely. Oh, aye. Why? Do yeah. we, why do we need to make subs to score goals? I don't know, because do you not think... Um... Possibly that uh, those came on to actually help the squad. Yeah, I, 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 like, I kind of like the approach where you've got match starters and match finishers rather than um, starting 11 and they're the best 11. Um, because then you're saying everybody on the bench, you're not our best players. You still, I think, when you make them subs and you put them on, with the exception of Bass, because Bass is never going to get a game unless. Uh, Patel gets injured um, the rest of those players could come on and make a difference in the game um, and I think that's a difference that we've had this season over the last say, decade, we've had our first strong 11 and that's the only players we want to play, we make a sub if we have to in the game um, so I don't know, I, I really just like how we're, we're looking and we're unfolding over the last couple of weeks I know there's a lot of um, so I'm going to call out Gelhart now, right? And, and I'm going to ask you for your opinion on him and his performance in that game. But there's a lot of noise around the transfers and only bringing in one striker made a... Speakman and KLD, the board have made bad decisions in the transfer window by not bringing in more strikers. But to the same regard... We're winning games. Like, if we were losing games, I think we would double down and and hatch it, uh, bury our head into that that hole. But yeah, what, what what's your thoughts on Gelhart? Because he's the only striker we brought in that in that window, and he's still not score for us. No, I hope not another Will Grigg situation. But maybe still give him some time though. But. But he's only here for the rest of the season. He's not. He's not a permanent signing, is he? 
but I, I, know, I, just I think with Gellhart, I think, um, well, the, the chance he had actually on Tuesday, you know, when he hit the crossbar, yeah, if only that actually went in, we'd be seeing uh, his presence. That, that would have started his uh, summoning career off, yeah. But how, how many get like if he is, if there is an option to buy him, I think he will be starting every single game for us for the rest of the season. So that is another. 46 we play so another 15 games uh, how many goals would you expect from him and for us to still be in the playoffs EJ he won um, he played well um, against mm-hmm. KPI he was, he was a bit of a menace menace uh, mm-hmm. it, just, it just needs that one time to for his confidence to go Um through the roof, and mm-hmm. um, and it will come if 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 he just keeps being persistent. I think it it, it will happen. Good. Um, you know, he's only say like seventeen games left. Hopefully that he doesn't get any injuries or anything like that. But uh, I would like to hopefully see him get uh, five to seven goals before the end of the season. Five to seven goals that would put him on par with uh, Ellis Sims. So do. Just Justin's popped in the chat shows the loss of Stewart kind of sparks the impact subs and change of shape makes. Before that, it would be easier to point out how we build to a goal. So we are kind of plucking goals out of thin air, which is a brilliant problem to to identify. Um, Dob, what what what's your thoughts on the not still scoring but not having a, a dedicated striker that's put the ball in the back of the net? Um, if anything, the fact that you're scoring goals without a striker is really impressive. <laughs> um, I mean, as a football team, you should still function without a striker. It's just you're having players that are playing, like you're you're having strikers that aren't going to be with the team permanently. So, I think team bonding is going to be a bit eh, because I think. The most important thing, I think, with like especially scoring goals, is synergy between the players. I think if you're constantly going to be switching out strikers when the contracts are up, and yeah, no, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's, it's going to be a bit. I don't think we will. I think the only changes we'll be making up front is Ahmed Diallo and Gelhart. Like if Gelhart's not starting, if he has a, a week off for the sniffles, or he wants to go to the cinema on that Saturday, I don't, I don't know, but. Um, we do have Ahmad, who's there, and D- Ahmad Diallo is scoring a lot for us, but he's not like this big target man, or he's he's not like this mess this this messy who just scores from every angle. He does work hard for his goals, um. So I, I do think Gelhart will start every single game. Uh, SCO Five's popped in and says he could have had a couple of goals against QPR when that first goal goes in. He will have a lot more confidence, I think. So, how many games do you think? Because there's 15 games left. He's already played two full games, and one is like kind of a half game. Um, how many games in do you f- start to rate his Sunland experience as being poor um, if he doesn't score? How long has he been with you? Literally, literally since the January transfer window. So it's it's not like a massive issue. So he's, he's only been here two months. Um, so if he's not scored and it's 
April. Yeah, I, I give him I give him like April. Maybe four or five games. I reckon if he's not scored by then, then it's that, not. That's three weeks away. Yeah, that's why I said four or five games. I go by I'll go by games if he's gonna play. Say we'll say four like four or five full ninety minute games. Yeah, because if he's like on the pitch for like twenty minutes, he's not gonna have many chances, is he? No, but. Um, You've got to remember, though, he is coming from a Premier League club and he will have the ego of a Premier League striker. (laughs) I think he thinks he could score from anywhere and he deserves to be on the pitch as a dedicated striker, which is exactly what we want. We just need him to deliver. He'll have the aggression you need, at least. Yeah, exactly. So um, Um, I, I say if he's not scored within four games, then... Issues, like four, but... four more games. So at game seven, I'll say four more games. Yeah. Okay. Lads, any other any other thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd give him maybe say if he's if it's April and he's still not scored, then <laughs> yeah, he can fucking stay at Leeds. You know. Yeah. Don't, don't get him back. Stay, stay at the shithole of Leeds United. Um. So, so Don Don Kalino says he will score tomorrow. We were, we're talking about him like he's he's in a massive threat. It's literally his third game at the uh, at the club. It's not like a massive issue, but it is something we need to consider. If he is our dedicated striker, he needs to start delivering. Um, yeah, well, well, I liked about on Tuesday. I'm not sure if you noticed, but um, hmm. Morbury actually had Jack Clark um, actually playing up front with Joe, uh, Joe Gelhart on Tuesday, which is why he scored twice. Mm-hmm. It's already been long enough without a goal, says uh, Justin. Um, it would look a lot worse for him if we weren't playing well elsewhere, getting goals from everywhere else. Um, and SDO5 says if he gets six goals uh, while he's here, I think that's a good return. Uh, uh, six, uh, to be fair, 16, 15 games left, um, him with 18 to play potentially. Uh, one in three for a striker who's a loney. I think that's half decent as well. So yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, but for me, on on the striker situation, yeah, I don't know, but I think probably Morbury is a bit frustrated with Christian Speakman. Go on, elaborate. I can see it, but go on. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I could. I think um, I think it was the, the uh, last pr- uh, press conference. I think it was um, Morby wouldn't say that he was a bit frustrated, but I can probably see uh, that he is frustrated with the board and actually getting that second striker in when we needed him. Potentially, uh, yes. I was just about to Rosie. So Rosie's pointed out a really good point that I think we're going to struggle with uh, come the end of the season with these low-knee players. So Ahmad will be leaving us in the summer, going uh, and getting recalled back to Manchester United, and Gelhart will be going. Um, I can't remember if it was Ekwar Le, Le, Le Hadji, that's that's going as well. One of those. And I think we've got like five strikers who are basically on fire. Not five strikers, five players, sorry. And those returning 
will hugely change the dynamic of the club again. If you think about a summer I rolls round. We have three, three players coming back on uh, from loan. Yeah, and we don't want them back, though, do we? What, you wouldn't want Bailey Wright back in the summer? No. Bailey Wright, I, I, I love the bloke, but he's not as good as Bath and Ballard. He's just not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I think he's the top bloke. He's Luke O'Nine-esque. He, he puts his heart in on his sleeve every day. He, he puts his, um, his kit on. But Ballard and Bath as a partnership is so much better than Ballard and Wright or Bath and Wright. Or, yeah. So if we have issues with Bath and Ballard, like one of them gets injured, yeah, definitely take them back and have him as our third choice. But he's he's letting he's done so many stupid mistakes, even this season, uh, Lords last season that led to goals. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to put this question to you, actually, because thank you all. We, I know we haven't seen much of him, but what do you think of Lahaji so far? Well, Kalino says Lahaji is quality. Mark my words. So <laughs> we have because uh... yeah, when he came on uh, the last home game at. Uh, at home when he came on second half mm -hmm. I was actually impressed with him actually when he came on he wasn't on for yeah. that yeah like I was trying to, I was trying to remember what he actually did in the game DJ I know you've been quiet for a couple of minutes what's your thoughts on Lahadji um similar to Gellhart thing to be honest with Thank you, you there's still plenty of time I don't think he's done too that he's, he's done that really that bad to be honest with you um, just Justin's popped in with uh, a quick message saying Patterson and Ballard are Premier League quality. Would you say some of the other lads in our team are Premier League quality? Clearly <laughs> <You're> not. Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> um, any of our any of our team Premier League quality? Premier League quality. Um... Oh. Not not topping it. Um, how's, no, nobody, how's nobody good. saying Lyndon Gooch? <laughs> he's injured. That's why. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's. I know, like, no, not many fans like him. Like as a Premier League player, they, they like them in League One and the Championship. But um, he puts he, his out and something, doesn't he? Yeah, good. Yeah, but he he is literally an ex Premier League player. There's not many of them. Uh, that have done it for Sunderland in in the Premier League. So he was he was with us when we went down with Moyes. Actually, he didn't play a lot at the time, but he was, you know, mm -hmm. he experienced for, for a good while now. <laughs> Who's that? Well, I think Gooch has Gooch has been with us since the days of Steve Bruce. I think. Yep, Steve Bruce, twenty thirteen, I believe. Oh no, fifteen. Oh, <laughs> can you stat man for us on that one? Yeah, yeah, get us where I'm looking at. Lyndon Gooch. Lyndon Gooch. Lyndon Gooch. 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 <laughs> Hip injury says he's going to come back end of February. When did he sign for Sunderland? When which, did which he year? sign for Sunderland? Let's have a look, shall we? Um, Lino says 12 more hours, it. 12 more hours, mate. Or something so silly as well. Uh, 
not 12, 12 hours is you go to sleep, wake up, and you can you can do it then. Um, if we get to Wembley, Rosie says, in the final, would you take would you take it in the final? Who would you take in the final? Who would you take in the final? Why? Do you mean opposition? Uh, Luton Town. Middlesbrough. I wouldn't take no. I, I, to be fair, I'd rather take Middlesbrough as the first and second leg because according. To- Mm. Sorry, according to this, 2014. Oh, so uh, when I said 13, no, 15. I, I might as well just stuck in the middle. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it was around then. But that was, uh, was Steve Bruce season, so. I know. Yeah, got so, I, think Bruce, I think Bruce gave him his first debut. Yes, I've, he I've, heard, I've heard Martin O'Neill signed him into the academy in like 2011, so. I don't know. It's. I don't He's know. definitely been here for a long time. <laughs> um, so Alt's popped up a, a, a quick one here saying, Clark up front was a smart move by Mowbray. The, my question is, is that correct? But I'll continue uh, reading the rest of his thing while you work out your answers. When we were went first strikeless away to Reading, it took four games for the opposition to figure us out. This time round, he knows who we have and how to do things a little bit more differently. So the issue of having Sims and Stewart injured earlier in the season has allowed the team to develop this style, which is successful without a striker. And Clark up front by Mowbray is a smart choice. Agree or disagree? Um, so Clark on his ear. Clark out is a Clark is a striker. But remember, he has bagged two good goals. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, and I think he's on his day. He's probably one of the best players in the team. Clark, he's an outstanding player, and he's. I think he's another. Would you say he's like another sort of O'Neill, where he puts his heart and soul in? Jack Clark, no, no. Oh. I think he's a good quality player. Uh, I do think he's driven, but I don't think he's Lyndon Gooch driven. I think he's probably more like Niall Quinn driven, like that kind of um, that kind of talent. He, he loves the club, but he doesn't like do stupid things for the club. If that makes sense, um, I think he's just got a bit more switched on. Um, the thing I don't like about Clark and Roberts to say is they try to be too many players too often. Um, yeah. Paul, Clark, a smart move up front by Mowbray. It, it depends, really, because um, what I'm thinking of is, say, like for tomorrow, for example, against Bristol City. Yeah. Both. Um, Sims and, and Stewart scored against them down there. Mm-hmm. And they're not with us now. Well, uh, Stewart is, but he's injured. So, for the game tomorrow, I know, well, Gelhart will play his feature, but what is um, Tony Morby going to do against them? <laughs> I think t- time will tell with that one. I know what we want to happen. <laughs> I think... Th- do you, we'll move on to Bristol City on the on the next question. Um, but DJ, uh, do you want to weigh in on that, and we'll work out what we're going to do with Bristol City. See there, DJ. Earth to DJ. DJ. No, he's not there. 
He's there. Honestly. <laughs> no, he's gone off to find out the Preston manager, that's what. Oh, got you. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, I saw green. He's tie-dyed his nana's niggas. <laughs> DJ. DJ. Come back towards the light. He's an absolute baller. So Justin's yeah. Justin's also popped in to say Clark is too quick with the ball to leave up top. I don't think he is. I know that sounds really bizarre, but like, shouldn't you want faster players up front to break past the slow, sluggish defenders rather than them yeah. having been in midfield and feeding the ball to somebody else? You'd much rather just yeah. get a through ball. <laughs> like that, that that's a that's a strange comment, Justin. But I, I get it. Like he does push us forward a lot more than most other midfielders have. Um, yeah, Clark is good at drifting wide, bringing defenders in with him, then dropping his shoulder, dropping it in the space. Gabby Chris, but he he's always surrounded by three or four players because he invites them in. Um, and he gets tackled maybe four out of five times. It's that, that fifth time that we enjoy the most. DJ's back. It sounds like he's just put his headset back on. Hello. There he is. <laughs> Hello. So, I don't know if you heard the question or not, but alt ending. Repeat, repeat it again. I don't know. I someone seemed to freeze at mine. But what were you saying again? Clark up front was a smart move by Mowbray. Do you agree with that? Scoring the goals must be simple enough. Simple question, simple answer. Right, lads, we'll move on to the upcoming match against Bristol City. I think we we could also talk about the following game, but it might be a little bit of too much ifs, what's and what's about it, depending on injuries, cards, etc. So we can't. I don't think predictions and stuff are going to be a good idea. But we'll do predictions first. Dov. Sun- two nil Sunderland. Three. Three, 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 three. Three, three nil Sunderland. Yeah. Okay, I like it. This is at the stadium of life, bear that in mind. DJ. Oh dear me. <clears throat> I just don't want to get uh too cocky. Um first time it'll be this season, three wins on the bounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah, we don't get Look, too carried I away. <laughs> I can't see anything else but a, a Sunland win. Um, it just depends if Bristol City come to our ground and start playing similar to uh, what Redden did. Okay. Um, but we've seen it so many times before with Sunland where we're on a roll and the fans are on a high and they're looking forward and you get confident. Um, and it's just an absolute shit show from Sunnan and like they lose mm-hmm. something like a scrappy 1-0 or something like that but I'm open not I mean I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out and say you know we are sort of confident like and I'm I'm going to go for 4-0 Sunnan 4-0 well 4-0 I'll take that I would take that <laughs> any day of the week Um, you're not alone in that can, prediction if, though if we can turn if we can turn up the the like we have been doing and the way we pass the ball Especially going forward up front, um, there'll be no match for us, Bristol City. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, I, I can I can see it happening on the day. They are kind of in a bit of a they're in a bit of an up curve in terms of their form, though. So I'm I'm a little bit more worried. I'll read out yeah. uh, the the chat's predictions, then we'll uh, ask you, Paul. So Acacia says a two-one win for us tomorrow. 
Don Colino said a 3-1 win with Gelhart to score. Rosie's also joined the bandwagon with a 4-0 win. And Yorkshire, we'll move on to you after Paul, because uh, <laughs> you can see it yourself. Um, Paul, your prediction. Uh, well, like I said, an odd of productions yesterday. Um, they've got a very experienced manager, unfortunately, in Nigel Pearson. Yep. Um, we were close to getting him uh, before we got Lee Johnson. And actually, this is one of Lee Johnson's former teams as well. <laughs> uh, so, we're in good form, and they are. Yes. Yes. Where so, so, so I am going to go with 2-0 Sunderland. Okie dokie, a nice clean sheet. We do love a clean sheet and sometimes dirty ones. But Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. do you want to elaborate? Or just do you want to just read out your comment? <laughs> I said free, Sunderland, a free one win for Sunderland. Bristol City fans, you'll be drinking your tears of sorrow. It's going to be a real humiliation for you. <laughs> You're in our house when you play by our rules. Oh, so, yeah. I like that one, mate. Robin Hood has also said 2-1. I think uh, Bristol aren't pushovers. Um, really good point. And Josh Cunningham, welcome along, has said a 3-3 draw. That is a huge, huge scoreline. Um, but it was 3-2 last time round. So, you know what? It's not without without merit. For me, I'm going to go down the draw route because I got my... my oh, what? We're going to fuck it up again head-on because we don't win three in a row. So I'd much rather take a point than a loss, so I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Don't forget Acacia for your prediction. Acacia, I, I said it. 2 1 Sunderland. Oh. I said it. I read it out loud. I read it out loud. <laughs> just, just rewind. You'll have it twice now. It's all good. <laughs> and, oh, did I, did I read it out loud or just read it in my head? Either way. Um, Bristol City, 41 goals scored for 40 against. You know, I could, I would, I could take a two-one win, um, but yeah, I think one-one's going to be, going to be on the cards. And with a one-one draw, we wouldn't drop that far down the lowest. The the, the the teams around us, Blackburn, Millwall, are the only teams who could be matching our points. So we'd only drop one place if we draw tomorrow. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um. By the way, Mowbray said yesterday he's making changes tomorrow. He's... Not that many, but he is going to make changes. Oh, so have you have you actually watched his pre-match conference then already? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Well, that's a bit early for a pre-match conference. Two days before the game. Do you not think that's yeah, bizarre? It is, like, but do um, you not you... think he's done it before... Bristol City done it, but uh, before yeah. Nigel Pearson done his. Okay. What is that? What is that a mind games thing? Sorry. It, it could be because um, <laughs> you know when um, 
well, far enough, Morbius said there would be changes, but he wouldn't say who. Yeah. Which I, I don't blame him, like, because, um, you know, a natural person could be listening to that press conference. He'd be like, oh, they're making changes that, that you know, yeah. that's who they're putting in that squad. But we'll, make, we'll do the same. I, I don't know about that. Um, I think putting a press release out that early and seeing you're making changes, but then to not make any changes would be the biggest, smarter move because. <laughs> Bristol City will have a game plan based on what our last three or four games have been like. That's how... Honest, yeah. With Melo, I think the only changes Tony Moby will boys do, I think it'll be midfield. I think it'll be a solid three out of the back, but I think we'll see where the team sheet comes out. Jacob, we uh, rudely interrupted you there. What were you, what were you saying? I was going to ask Paul if he, if he knew what Mowbray had in his press conference. Did you see... Did you... Did it show what he had or not? I was just wondering. No, it, it, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I, it I, didn't actually show. I, 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 I'm more interested in seeing what he's having. What he's yeah. 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 We, we don't want to be start talking about food because DJ is here and what classes no, is food in our world. <laughs> it isn't necessarily the same look at, in your look world. until you've all tried it. Uh... Next thing you know, he'll be having uh, cow's cow's head or something like that. Knowing DJ, I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that aside, um, Rosie has said um, nothing to do with Sunderland. But what has happened to Wigan this season? So I'll repeat my chant. At least we're not Wigan. <laughs> At least we're not Wigan. Wonderful um, Wigan. I, I don't know. Like they, they've. I think it's just all about Westy. What game are you watching? This is not a watch along. This is the Mackham Football Show. Um, tomorrow we will be watching the Bristol game. But right now is Reading and Cardiff, and those two games don't really impact us on the league. So, Wigan aside, is there any other teams in this league that you think are either having a way too good season that? You're not sure why the hell they're in this league, or the 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 two poor and should never be in this league again. Gov. <laughs> Gov. Gov. Uh, sorry, thinking. Gov. A team that's too it's good or too bad for the league. Too good or too bad for this league. Well, Sunderland. No, no. Which teams in the championship are either too good or too bad for the oh. league? Uh, Wigan can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Huddersfield can fuck off. I think, yeah. Huddersfield can fuck off. I think Stoke are not playing well. Oh, so you said Stoke can fuck off. Yeah, okay. Stoke can fuck off. Um, <laughs> but Burnley, prob- Burnley probably. I mean, they're, they're, they're currently too good. First, they're so too good. That speaks for itself, yeah. yeah. I think Middlesbrough might go up as well. Um, apart from that, I think the rest is as it is. <laughs> yeah. Do you th- do you think when Stoke come at the Stadium of Light, the Stadium of Light should give um, Alex Neal a standing ovation because he was the only manager that actually did get us out of that division. He got us promoted no. and he gave Not us a, a memorable day at Wembley. Not a chance. There, like Paul said, not a chance. No, he can go. He can fuck off, little snake. <laughs> and 
he can get out of the ground just as quickly as he can. <laughs> uh, like, yes, he did his job for eight months, but the way he left us and the manner he left us and, yeah, just leaving us in the lurch, absolutely proper dick move. Why would we give him a standing ovation? We can give him a minute's flipping the bird if you want. It's probably going to be the loudest boo at the Stadium of Light since Jack Colback returned to the Stadium of Light when he played for Newcastle. Yeah. It's interesting that you've asked that question, though, DJ. Do you think we should be? Um, like, I, think you, I think you might be in, like, the 2% of the Sunderland fans who are very nice about it. Um, I, don't, I don't know, because, I mean... He did. Get, he got us. He got us promoted, and um, it's the first time a lot, a lot of Sunderland fans, and the thousands have seen Sunderland win at Wembley in front of their own fans. You know, yeah. it's it's. I, I'd I'd be one of them to say like you know well done or thanks. Yeah, basically, you'd be the guy. You know? You'd be the same guy who would record themselves talking to John Terry the day before he gets sacked, saying you're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, DJ, DJ will be someone who would look up and down before crossing the road, like that. I mean, you can't well, be too, I'm... you can't be too safe, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't. I mean, we don't, we don't really know the ins and outs mm. to why he's left or what, what, what the hell has actually gone on. We, I don't think we'll ever get to find out, will we? No, but it's also it could be that KLD, Donald, all of those. Influences they just got had enough of, and Stoke were offering them to be the manager and make the decisions. I think it could um it could work to Stoke's favour though if if we become really hostile to Stoke, it it could work into Stoke's favour. They could it could spy them on. Like it's it's funny how it works. Nah, yeah, it it is, but I don't think it will because we'll probably smash them, won't we? We'll probably smash them at our place. We we beat them one nil. And then he left yeah. us for them. And they, in that game, were really, really poor. And you could understand why they needed to get rid of their manager. It's just, I don't think they've changed all that much. And, and if anything, they've downgraded some of their positions. Like they've got a good, they've got the majority of the same core unit, but... um. All of their good loans have went back in the January transfer window, and they haven't really replaced them. So, I, like, like Robin Hood says, he can have fun in nineteenth. I think he might be lucky come the end of the season to to be with a one in front of his team's um, position. Like, I, I can genuinely see him being twentieth through to twenty third. Bear in mind, I think the team that should be bottom of this league is Huddersfield, like Westy says. <laughs> Huddersfield are just tragic. But Black Blackpool have frustrated some of them when we've played them. So. Oh, at home we did, definitely, as well as the away fixture. That, that home game against Blackpool, it was just just like watching a chess game, really, in a way. A bit boring <laughs> as well, frustrating. Yeah. Everyone is doing the Tony Mowbray. Come on, baby, do the Tony Mowbray. No, thank you. No, thank you, Jacob. <laughs> um... Like Kid and Tony Mowbray showed their middle finger to Alex Neal, asking him to come back, and the kid said, Mowbray is doing a better job. Yeah, like, I, I get it. The 
the statue, not the statue, the, the whole the stance around celebrating the successes of our past players and managers. But you, you can't be rewarding people with a minute's applause or stuff like that when they're being purely selfish and, I don't know, literally, it, I don't know, it's like, it's like burning the kitchen and saying, go on and clean that up. Just thanks for the nice meals. Thanks for the nice... Yeah, it doesn't make sense, mate. Like, no. To be honest with you, it'll be interesting, actually, with the, uh, what the players' reaction will be, actually. You know, when yeah, the referee blows the whistle uh, to start the game, actually, come that match, it'll be interesting, actually, what the players uh, think of it. The, yeah, I think the players will be the ultimate test. I think there'll be a couple of them that will shake his hand before the game. But I think there'll be a lot more of them that'll be jumping in his face like uh, Chris Maguire did to Lee Johnson if we win. So, I don't know. Could you imagine? Think of it this way from a player's perspective. You've got this gaffer in charge who's selling you, I'm going to start you this week. Our our, um, roadmap for you is this game, this game, this game, and these positions. We'll try out this game um, where we're a little bit more confident that we might lose in anyways. It's an okay three points to drop, so we'll try an experiment in that game with you. And then next day, he just goes, fuck off, I'm I'm leaving for store. And then you're like, just well, that game Mitch, plan doesn't make sense anymore. Just think after Mitchu actually came in that day. Exactly. Like, Mishu came in because he thought Alex Neal was going to be his gaffer. He signed him over. No, son, I need it on. Yeah. No, you're not saying no, because it'll get lost, son. It'll get left there. Do, do you get and what I mean? One, I'm going to say this now. Mm-hmm. That game will get a full stadium. I'd, I'd be up there. I don't think it, because it is a Saturday. The Saturday fixtures generally do have a lot more people in. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I think we're up to the hour mark now. So that is the show done and dusted. Is there any final comments or. St- Things you want to add in before I wrap up? Go in order. Jacob. Mm, no, not really, but I just I just can't wait to see Bristol City drinking their sorrows or tears. You know? you, you're starting to sound like Will himself, so just be careful around that. Yeah. <laughs> Paul? No, not really, but... Uh... I'm doing uh, fans' reactions outside of Bob Stoke statue tomorrow after the game. There you go. So if you go into the game, go to the Stoke statue after the match to be uh, quickly interviewed about your reaction. DJ. Hello. Any final comments before we wrap up the stream? Yeah, what do you reckon the attendance will be at the stadium? Do you think we'll break the 40,000 mark? Against Bristol City in 16th, and we've won two games on the bounce. Uh, probably is about 39. DJ, Paul, Jacob, numbers? Uh, around there. I don't think it'd be, we'll break the, we'll get to like 45, but it will be up, might be up there, but you never know. 45? Jesus. <laughs> uh, Paul, numbers? It's definitely not as Nick as definitely. Say for me at that, I don't know, but I think it depends because you know a lot of people will be buying tickets online. Plus, the ticket office is mm-hmm. open like 
it out well before kickoff, so anybody who just rocks up can go. Sunlight of sun. Fuck the mags. Fuck the smoggies. Fuck Alex Nail. Anybody else you wanna fuck Jacob? No, but I'm just saying it to to emphasise it. Yeah, cool. Um, 41k says Rosie and Dov. Any final comments, Professor Dov? Uh, no, but I can give you a number. I I reckon it's going to be thirty-seven thousand six hundred and twelve. Is that our average? That is no. That's just <laughs> a random number. I'm guessing. It'll be forty k for a definite against Dorf. Oh yeah, definitely. We all want to see Luko nine beat Alex Neal. <laughs> there we go. And from me, I've got a uh, reaction. No reaction. What do you call it? A summary league update video coming out for the last two weeks of games. I'll do the same for the Saturday and Tuesday games coming up. And yeah, if you haven't already, smash the like, subscribe, all of that good YouTube jazz. Catch you on the next one. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.